Hello everyone, I am Matt Williamson. This episode is brought to you by Live Casino. And let's just dig right in. And well, first of all, I think this game needs less analysis than most. I don't know if there's a lot of finer points here. Folks, it's all going down at the FanDuel Sportsbook and Lounge at Live Casino, where you can get in on all the action this football season. Bet on your teams with a sportsbook rep or at our self-service kiosks, and then jump into the stadium on our giant 40-foot video wall. How's that for a touchdown? Join your friends at Live Casino Pittsburgh, Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Bet, watch, and win. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Steelers couldn't stop the run. They turned the ball over three times and got a field goal blocked in a very close game. And not only that, the turnovers were in an area field that probably results in points somewhere between three and 17 points with those four mistakes, you know, maybe more, who knows? Uh, hard to beat teams, even with their third quarterback in the game. Uh, as we saw, of course, the top quarterbacks, both were knocked out of this game, physical game. Ravens were the more physical team. Um, a couple little things like we do here, couple of my pregame notes, I was real interested to see what the return of Marcus Williams, he had an interception, Stanley, the left tackle, and Dobbins would mean. And we'll get to those things. Uh, needless to say, all three were very positive for Baltimore. Um, how was Huntley as a pure passer? I don't think we ever really had the, got the answer to that. How was Pickett in the versus challenge? Is he patient? Is he content just to punt? I don't think we really got a great answer to that either. Can the Steelers actually run against this excellent run D? I think the answer was no, but I would have liked to have seen a little more effort on trying. Um, who wins in the margins? Special teams, hidden yardage, turnover. I think you can figure that on your own. Um, Malik Reed inactive. You wouldn't think that's a big deal, but how healthy is Watt? I sold my questions about that. Uh, Zeitler inactive. They're strong guard. They end up using a guard rotation for a lot of this game. So there you have it. Um, I'm going to do less in-game notes, more post-game reactions. And this, this is a bad start, but I'm just going chronologically as I watched it note-wise. I made the note, and this was before he got hit, that Pickett looked skittish again to me in the pocket. And it's a very, very small sample size. I'm not picking on the guy. I mean, <laughs> you know, and then, and then he gets injured badly. I mean, I don't know how bad the injury is, but it was a gruesome, brutal football play by Roquan Smith, who was also very good in this game. And I mean, when he came back in, I'm like, man, I thought he was already a little skittish. And then this, and then we haven't, we didn't see enough, but I'm just throwing it out there. Um, you know, I, I stated immediately, this is already a nasty game. This goofy stat I've been harping on Ravens scored first. Is this a trend? I mean, if you guys have been listening to me, I say this the last couple of weeks, whoever scores first in Steeler games wins this year, 100%. Why? I don't know, but I made note of it again. The uh, 17-yard punt wasn't exactly a uh, stellar situation where they start at the Steelers 48. Dobbins rips off a huge run for 44 yards, a play where Cam got turned into the wrong gap. Also, a really good block there by Linderbaum, the rookie center. And then Dobbins, a touchdown on the next play. It's 10 nothing, and I write, blowout, question mark. Boom. Trubisky's in then. Okay. Um, 
again, I'm not going to do a lot of in-game notes, but then uh, in one note here is uh, his second one. Then an- another awful interception by Mitch in the middle of the field. Almost the same situation, both inside the 25-yard line. It's the backside linebacker, again, focusing on your primary target and not recognizing the backside linebacker who's waiting for that guy to go right in there, and he's reading your eyes, and you're locked on. And he went linebacker blind. That's a problem, obviously. Um, And was as big a deal as any in this game. As we do, I just want to run through a couple key halftime stats. Huntley was not, 7 for 11 for 88 at that point. Trubisky was 8 for 11 for 123, but two picks. Andrews had four targets at that point, zero catches. Pickens had two for 67, kind of noteworthy. Najee, 10 for 32 at that point. Dobbins, 7 for 65 on the ground. Total rushing yards at the half, 52 to 127 by Baltimore. Time of possession, 1339 for your Steelers, 1621 for Baltimore. Yards for play, 62 to 62. Not bad. Total plays, Ravens only ran five more plays, 32 to 27. And I said the Steelers had the only turnover, but the Ravens did turn it over on downs at one point, which I count as well. Um then there's a you know, second half, there's a series there where Third and three, Minka just crushes Huntley on a really, you know, violent play as well, short of the sticks. And I have a note there, Watt remains invisible. Bush was also down. Tempers are heating up. Um, there was a stretch there where they, we, I had talked about the Sims on Hamilton matchup. There was a series or two there. It looked like they were making a concerted effort to exploit that with his quickness, little guy versus big guy. Fine. I mean, I'm not going to kill them for that. I mean, it worked for a couple plays. Um, I, I thought Mitch at this point, interceptions aside, was throwing the ball well, finding mismatches. You know, they were spreading the ball around well. There was a play he got Deontay on Owe, an edge rusher, went there. You know, so when he was getting matchups, he was finding them and exploiting them. Um, you know, it, Go ball to Deontay right after that away play. He overthrows it. I'm not going to blame Deontay, but I thought maybe he could have got there to broke it up a little better. That's probably being a little too harsh. Mentioned Marcus Williams. Well, that was his pick, which is free safety stuff. And he's a very good one. That was his third interception in the last four possessions. Um, Anthony Brown comes in with the ball on the one-yard line for the Ravens, and they let him throw the first play. I just thought that was noteworthy. They end up being fine. Um, had a note here, you know, late in the game, Mitch has been excellent on third downs, and uh, that was true. Late in the game, Dobbins is averaging 8.8 yards per carry, and the Ravens were almost to 200 yards on the ground. Dobbins was already over 100 yards at that point. Um. That's basically it. I mean, you guys saw it. Again, I don't have a lot of in-game notes, but I have some stuff to talk about after. Here are the final stats, pretty similar to the halftime ones. Collectively, the Ravens quarterbacks were 11 of 17 for just 94 yards. Mitch was 22 of 30 for 278. One touchdown, three interceptions. I mean, it's all about three interceptions, but everything else with Mitch, I was very impressed with. Najee ends up 12 for 33. Steelers, 65 rushing yards, period. 
Dobbins, 15 for 120. Ravens, 215 rushing yards. Uh, eight Steelers caught a pass or more. Only four Ravens caught a pass. Mixed feelings on that. Should you just stick to getting your ball to your best guys? I also just mentioned how he found some mismatches. So, you know, but they have some inferior talents out there doing things right now on offense. Deontay ends up six for 82. Pickens three for 78. First downs. Steelers had 23 first downs. Baltimore only had 18. Third downs. Steelers were four of eight. Baltimore was only four of 13. And they were also one of two on fourth downs. Total plays, Ravens ran 61, Steelers ran 53. Total yards, Steelers out had 20 more yards than the Ravens, 329 to 309. Yards per play, Steelers 6-2, Baltimore 5-1. Time of possession obviously favored the Ravens. They were about 33 minutes, verse 27 for the Steelers. And of course, turnovers, minus three. And a blocked field goal by Campbell to me is a turnover. But a missed fourth down by the Ravens is also a turnover. So that's basically uh, minus three. Those two things kind of even each other out. Uh, We'll be back in a minute here. I got some good notes for postgame. And there you have it. Okay, in the fourth quarter alone, Ravens ran the ball a dozen times for 57 yards. I think it tells you all you need to know about that. And for the whole game, once you make the adjustments for sacks, they had 94 total passing yards. Still won this game. We'll do ups and downs and then a couple more notes. My thumbs up. I put Trubisky here, and you're going to be like, that's awful because he lost us a game. I addressed all his, his incompletion or his interceptions, and he was definitely too aggressive. He was linebacker blind, and but he moved the offense as well as we've seen it move all year, and he made throws. He found those matchups. I like that. Um, Pickens mentioned his stats. He also got a pass interference in the end zone, which doesn't show up on the score sheet, but is a huge play, but he should he ever finish a game with as many targets as Sims three? And here's the thing that makes me crazy. Can we use him on in-breaking routes? You know, he's a big, strong dude. I mean, get him deep over the middle of the field. Um, I thought wasn't the stiffest test, but I think the Steelers defensive backs in coverage were excellent in this game. And a couple Ravens, you know, that we've mentioned to start that they've been without or are new to the team, Roquan. Ronnie Stanley, Dobbins. I'm going to give all those guys thumbs up or, uh, you know, a thumbs up as well to honor the opponent. Dobbins only played 28 snaps in this game. Um, This is the next gen stat of the game. J.K. Dobbins thrived against Pittsburgh's defense Sunday, gaining 75 yards and scoring one touchdown on eight rushes attempt versus a stacked box. So when the Steelers loaded the box, he gouged them. (laughs) Eight yards per carry on the day. Really impressive. It's amazing how much they've missed him, to be honest with you. I know this isn't a Ravens podcast, but they have been... People think the running backs don't matter. Go watch the Ravens before Dobbins, before this game at running back. 
Um, down has to be the run defense. They just got stuck on blocks. I mean, I really blame, blame the front line more than anything. They got moved by blockers. They're a difficult run game to play against, of course, a lot of it because of all the moving parts, Ricard in particular, but they had some gap exchange responsibilities and, you know, that were real problems. Stock down turnovers, obviously. Uh, Warmly's knee stock down. Hopefully that's not too bad. We'll see. Uh, Open up the door a little bit for DeMarvin Liao. Uh, I thought Warmly was playing well before that. Stock down a 17-yard punt, although there was a terrible bounce, as well as a punt into the end zone, which also was a terrible bounce. But this guy's just, Harvin's really, really inconsistent. Um, They still were really bad in red zone, extended red zone, 30 and in. This time it was turnovers instead of inefficiency. Stock down, physicality. They were the less fat physical team. I know they hit some of them, <laughs> but I'm the go routes need to stop. I mean, that's the only deep shots or go routes. It's bonkers to me. Do you remember a completion, any completion this year on a post? I don't. How about a deep in route? I don't get it. You know, I mean, I'm talking like 20 yards down the field, not a go route. And they hit some, and I get it, but man, it's so the same. And stock down, not Fryermuth, but the usage of Fryermuth. So early downs, first and second downs, when they have three receivers on the field, 11 personnel, one back, one tight end. There were 37 of those instances, 11 personnel, first down, second downs. Fryermuth played 17 of those 37 snaps, and Gentry played the other 20. I know Gentry's the better blocker. I know Gentry's the better blocker. He's not one-third the football player Fryermuth is. And isn't that a tell if, you know, if if Fryermuth's off the field, yet you have Sims on and Gentry? Like, those are guys defenses like playing against, even if he's a good blocker, (laughs) you know? So again, early downs when one tight end was on the field, Fryermuth was only out there 17 of 37. Brutal. Uh, I saw this from Dale, I think it was. The Steelers' safeties, Minka and Edmonds, combined for 20 tackles. Kind of tells you all you need to know about what the front seven is doing or not doing. Um, how about little last nugget, too? Because this was a close game the whole time. Steelers are down 13-7, and they only ran the ball eight times for 13 yards in the second half. Eight second-half runs, and Harris only got two carries in the second half. Najee had three touches in the second half. Two carries, three touches in the second half of this football game that was close the entire time. Point blame where you want there, but that makes no sense to me. Um, And... As mentioned, and as you could and as you remember, you know, I mean, after that Calais Campbell blocked field goal, and good for him, by the way, he's like the best field goal blocker ever. But you know, um, you know, they just ran right down the Steelers' throat, and they couldn't stop it. You know, late running in close game is my last nugget there. One team did it really, really well. One team refused to really even try. So there you have it. Another Steeler loss um, after two wins. Uh, I just finished watching the Panthers. 
They're pretty good. <laughs> I actually think they're going to win their division. So we'll get into them a day or two from now. I'll give more nuggets tomorrow after watching this game a second time. Uh, for those of you who don't listen every week, shame on you for six weeks, first of all. But I always record this one after the late games, before the night game. we got Chargers-Dolphins starting here in a minute. Pretty excited for that. I think that's going to be a really good game. Um, so these are really just my first impressions and a couple of things I can d- dig up around the net. Uh, I definitely will have more for you tomorrow. All right. Take care. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks. That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.